read. Say, these are the scriptures. These are the scriptures. I believe who it says I am. I believe who it says I am. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. And it's proper for doctrine. And it's proper for doctrine. For reproof. For reproof. For correction, instruction, and righteousness and faith. For correction, instruction, and righteousness and faith. So that faith comes by hearing. So that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And hearing by the word of God. This is everlasting. This is everlasting. Uncompromising. Uncompromising. Indestructible. Indestructible. Unmovable. Unmovable. Eternal word of God. Eternal word of God. Amen. 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 Uh, we started on a uh, brand new series of teaching, 10 Ways to Please God, but we're going to have to put a pause on that. I know, I know. Brother Buck said he came for that third. <laughs> so we're going to have to try to uh, uh, pick back up next Sunday. So again, next Sunday is our 120th church anniversary. Uh, community Hope will be with us in the afternoon, uh, and then we'll have dinner at 2 o'clock. Uh, and yes, I want to thank everyone who came out yesterday to do the cleaning for the anniversary. Praise God for that. That was a blessing. But uh, we're going to have a life-changing message today. Okay. Amen. A life-changing message. Now, this is how God deals with me, uh, when, especially when it comes to ministry, whatever. You know, I see certain things on television here, certain things. And it's not so much I get involved with it, but I'm getting some spiritual understanding out of it, all right? You know, we heard about the JCPS thing last week, the bus situation, and, you know, all of the news, seeing all these uh, mothers, these irate mothers who are upset and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, politically, uh, you know, what's going on in Ukraine and President Biden and all this stuff. And, you know, and the Holy Ghost will be talking to me. All right? And he's giving me understanding of what's happening in the realm of spirit. If you just look at things in the natural, you don't, uh, as we have learned, we don't, you won't be able to see what's behind the curtain. Okay? Because we just look at, you're just looking at the curtain. All right? Just like the Wizard of Oz. You know, Dorothy and the Three Friends went to the Wizard. All right? You get, and then little Toto went by and pulled the curtain back. You know, they saw the big old Oz, the Wizard of Oz, you know, but pull the curtain back, there's a little guy who was doing the machinery. <laughs> so that's what happened with the Spirit. God will show you what's behind the curtain. And God has a, uh, uh, he has a, uh, for lack of a better word, I can use, not a problem with, but he, he's still trying to deal with this thing with man. Mankind, and I'm talking mainly towards males. He's dealing with this thing that men or males don't realize how masculine our God is. God is still dealing with this. Is the issue he's dealing with? Religion has pain, there, salvation, the cross. Yes, it all has. It's all part of the the master plan. But God is dealing with this issue with his man and being masculine, not feminine. Okay? Because before the fall, Adam spent time with God. 
the masculine Adam dealt with the masculine God. There was no division, there was no competition, there was no uh, ill-gotten feelings, there was a relationship. Alright? Then soon as his partner came and Satan worked through her, through the femininity, it causes uh, the masculine Adam to no longer be masculine. He became feminized, and so he couldn't relate to God. So God is dealing with this issue here. This is what he's dealing with mankind. In particular, man. All right? The devil has deceived that to well, females thinking it's a female thing. God ain't dealing with the female. He's dealing with the male. He's dealing with his man. What caused you to revert from me? What caused you not to fellowship? What caused men not to fellowship with God? What is the issue? So that's what I'm going to minister on. I want to minister on the propaganda man is a neuter man. The propaganda man is a neuter. Now, ladies, women, I want you to sit back and allow the spirit to minister to us men because it is for your benefit. Because the devil has deceived women with this woke agenda now that it's all about womanhood and female empowerment, all right? And you're not realizing that the enemy has been using you inadvertently to cause the males in your life to be neutered. I took Honey to the veterans, the vet the other day to get her shots and all that good stuff. So I was asking questions to the vet, uh, veterinarian. I said, uh, should I get her spayed? You know, he said, well, you got to wait till like she's seven, eight months, and if she have her first heat, then you can spay, spay it. I said, okay. And I said, well, what about the males, you know? I said, what's the deal with them? Males are neutered. Females are spayed, spayed. When a male dog is neutered, they, it takes their potency away. When a male is neutered, it takes his power away. All right? It takes his aggression away from him. Then that's why you find your male dogs become so docile. Okay? When it comes to the female, uh, the veterinarian the, the female doesn't have any aggression power. A female has more submissive power. So whether she's faded or not, it really, it really don't really don't make a difference because that female, her instinct is just to submit. But that male dog has aggression. And when that male dog is neutered, it makes him docile or not aggressive or non-aggressive. So I'm here in the veterinary, you know, and this I tell you this is how proud we're I mean, I'm in the veterinary, getting honey checked out there, and goes talking to me on this message here, and that's what's wrong with his man. 
So the propaganda man is a neuter man. Let me give you the definition of propaganda. So because before you become neutered, you have to be experienced propaganda. Propaganda means information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or a point of view. This is propaganda. It also means the spreading of ideas, information, or rumor for the purpose of helping or injuring an institution, a cause, or a person. It also, it will injure their ideas, their facts, or allegations spread deliberately to further one cause or to damage an opposing cause. A public action having such an effect. Propaganda also means disinformation. Disinformation, hype, indoctrination, publicity, advertising, or antiprop. Antiprop, A G I T P O P R O P is just a synonym for uh, propaganda. What is the goal of propaganda? Now, look at it. The propaganda man who gets all this stuff that I information I have to share with you becomes a neutral man. Okay? We can you can gain propaganda from religion. Misinformation about God. Wrong information about God causing causes you to become neutered. Your potency, your power has been taken away. What is the goal of propaganda? Propaganda is used to promote a particular agenda or point of view. The goals of propaganda can vary, but common goals include shaping people's opinions, convincing them to support a particular cause, or in this case, or a political candidate, or encourage them to behave in a certain way. Did you get that? The goals of propaganda can, propaganda can vary from the common goal including shaping people's opinions convincing them to support or encourage them to behave in a particular manner. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Paul here is He's written a letter to the church of Corinth, of the Corinthian believers. He had to write two letters because they, uh, they were a powerful church. They walked by faith. They were givers. 
They walked in the gifts. They walked in prophecy. They were taking care of uh, the needy, whatever. But they had a lot of issues that Paul had to deal with. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known as the love chapter. Okay? They talk about love, what love is, and all that. And Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13 is right in the middle of 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 dealing with the gifts, the spiritual gifts of the body of Christ, all right? Walking by faith, ministry gifts, tongues and all that. So right in the middle is 1 Corinthians 13. Why is that? Because Paul said you would not be able to release your faith or operate in any of his gifts if you're not motivated by love. All right, so that's why we have 1 Corinthians 13 right in the middle of these gifts. And then, like I said, that's the love chapter. And then he goes on to talk about what love is, love stuff along, patience, yeah, all that kind of stuff about love, 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 you know, love never fails, and all that good stuff. But then at the end of 1 Corinthians 13, <clears throat> we pick up verse 11 here. And Paul is talking about all this. And then he says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, what is Paul referencing here when you say, like, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. He was a propaganda man that was neutered. That's why we can see how you can see some 40, 50, 60 year old men still playing on those PlayStation games, okay? Act, act like what? Acting like a child. A child. Why is that? Because when you're not neutered and you become a man, becoming a man in the eyesight of God, you have to think and you have to be aggressive. As a neutered man, as a child, you're not thinking. You don't need no thought process when playing these games. Only thing you do is need is repetition. You're not thinking. So how did they, how how did we how did we see these men get to this point? Through propaganda. Wrong information, misled information, point of view that caused them to be neutered. And so that so that's why we see men 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Still acting like a child. What's the characteristics of a child? We think, what's the characteristics of a child? A, a child, especially a young child, does not take responsibility of any of their actions. That's why they, they, they need parents. 
All right, so they're gonna act like a child. All right, they're gonna they want to play all day. They want to eat if you let them all day. They act like a child. They what is it? A, a child is motivated by selfishness, self-centeredness. That child is gonna that newborn. That newborn. That newborn was just three months old. That newborn did not think about that. Mama got to get up early in the morning. And go to work, whatever. That move on, newborn woke up at three o'clock and went, ah! I want to be fed. I want to be trained. Think about themselves. So Paul says that when I was a child, I prayed as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became no longer neutered, because propaganda brought on the reason why I'm neutered. My potency is gone. My power is gone. See, the reason why you see some men, 40, 50, 60 year old, well, these guys got to see some 40 year old. Males who, you know, they ain't working, they ain't got a job either, and they sit around all day, and they play all the games, whatever, because they feel like they, they feel powerless. They have no power. Through propagandaism, it caused them to be neutered. Are, are you following me? I'm talking about this. Is what God, this is what God is concerned about. Why is my. Can I, can I be real? Yeah, yeah. Why is my man so soft? <laughs> <laughs>
That's why you women. Now listen to what I said. You, you should not embrace homosexuality. Because they ain't nothing but a bunch of castrated men. And what you don't realize about that spirit of homosexuality, they castrated men, even though they, I got you, girl. <laughs> Deep down, they hate you. So when Jay has confronted Jezebel, he told the eunuchs, throw her down. And they did. <laughs> so the world has created a eunuch man. A, a, a eunuch man is a neutered man. A docile. No aggression. A soft, effeminate man. What is a soft, effeminate man? See, y'all women be real, you know? Women have this kind of mindset when it comes to men because you've been propagandized by the world system. Most, if you be honest, women, y'all want a strong man that is not aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you want your man to be strong, but he ain't telling me what to do. <laughs> can, I, can, can I get some help in here? <laughs> because you know what? Because we have never seen a true man. And then you women try to get these men or your sons to become men, how do you know what a man is supposed to be? <laughs> so, I mean, keep it real. Y'all want, y'all want, y'all want, I want a strong man, but not aggressive. The world has labeled it toxic masculinity. Anytime, and you know you didn't, you know, especially you black women, y'all can't nobody tell y'all what Oh, come on, see y'all playing, y'all. Come on, man, I'm just gonna get free. Black, and that's all I saw last week on the news on JCB, not but they put all the black and and I'm like, what? Where's the women of men? <laughs> because we have never seen a true man. All the fathers in our lives, some didn't have fathers. The fathers that we hit and had, they were only trained by their mama. So their fathers would be feminized. Because a true man is aggressive. What is aggressive? Aggressive is ready or likely to attack or confront or characterized by resulting from aggression. It also means pursuing one's aim, interest, forcefully, sometimes unduly so. Aggression is um, it's the male dog. 
and poverty. You women don't like that. Because <laughs> yeah, the world, the world has taught us wrong. We have been propaganda. We don't want no man. So, we, so we have a man who who's barking, who's being aggressive, dealing with issues. Won't you calm down? Don't be so aggressive. <laughs> and you don't realize when you do that, especially to your male son, you're neutering him. You're making a punk out of You causing him not to respond to the masculine God. Because God is going to, this is how God operates. God is masculine. He's going to say, get thee down. He's not going to say, well, if you go, it's up to you. That's what Paul said. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, but when I put away, when I, when I, when I, put, away, I put away childish stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm not looking at the political part of this. I want to bring out a spiritual point. You know why a lot of folks like Trump? Thank you. I ain't, I, ain't looking at, I ain't looking at the political stuff. I'm not looking at his character. I mean, you know, Republican gets saved. <laughs> 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 yeah. But well, this reason why a lot of people like Trump is aggressive. Yeah. You know, if people don't like Biden, he's uh, soft. And that, that deception has played strongly in the black community through the Democratic Party. Because we are so used to effeminized, soft men. That's why y'all like Obama. Because the only, look at this, the only agenda Obama pushed was the LGBTQWXYZ folks. Y'all pay no more? Yes. <laughs> In the business world, Soft men score points for their lack of aggression. The fags will get the higher promotion. Oh, oh did I say that? <laughs> I ain't worried about it, I ain't soft. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I got a couple of 
The soft men score points for their lack of aggression. The homosexuals get a bigger promotion than us aggressive guys. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because people can deal easily with a soft man than an aggressive man. If you look at it in your home, you can deal better with your soft husband than your aggressive husband. You can deal better with your soft daddy than your aggressive daddy. And your aggressive daddy who came to you, you couldn't deal with, then you say, oh, my daddy didn't have any love. A neutered man who is who is not strong is weak. He's docile. In some cases, he is overly sexually addicted, but he's very submissive. Take away his potency, and they will fear aggression. Another area we in the black community really got really fed a lot of this through Tyler Perry movies. If you look at the Tyler Perry movies, that there was different levels of men in his movies. There was the non-aggressive, there was the fearful, overly asexual, and the only person that had any type of wisdom in his movies was a male dressed up transvestite Medea. So all these movies that were orchestrated by the devil, propaganda, just like the color purple, you should have hated that movie. The only only real dude in that movie was, was Mister. If you check it out, Whoopi Goldberg and all them, they all that movie was totally directed towards lesbianism, and you didn't even catch it. <laughs> so most women, you be honest, you you want a strong, non-aggressive man. I want a strong man, but I don't need him to be aggressive. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I want my man neutered. Take his manhood away from him. And not realizing, deep down inside, when you when you treat your man that way, inside, he hates you. Mothers who have neutered their sons. Deep down, they hate you, Mom. I just seen a thing. <laughs> I just seen that uh, for the Friday night. Uh, it was a date night or whatever. And it, it had this, uh, I don't normally watch these things, but I had to watch it that night. Lord said, I watched this. I want to show you something. And it was this uh, young uh, white ca Caucasian school teacher. Uh, she, I don't know if she was married or whatever, but she adopted these uh, two boys from, uh, I think either Nimawaka or one of them South Africa. All right? 
and she adopted them, and uh, she uh, and they were talking about, and all of a sudden uh, they were talking about there was a, a a hatchet or an axe that was in her head. Somebody killed her. So you know, if you know anything about Dateline, they always go back and trace and hide what happened to them. So she had the younger son, and he was very rebellious. And he was all, he wouldn't listen to his mama. He wouldn't do all this stuff and everything. And so he got put in detention and stuff. And uh, so the cops were trying to figure out, well, maybe, maybe the youngest son did. But when they checked at the time of her murder, he was already in jail because he ran away and stuff. And he was already in jail. But her youngest, her oldest son, she loved. And they showed how he, he was tight and they was close and all that. And then all of a sudden, uh, they backtracked and found out that the mother started laying some laws down on her oldest son. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something about, let me tell you something about neutered men. Oh, jeez. When a neutered man get offended, they put a smile on their face. <laughs> but deep down, they plot themselves. See, I'd rather you just come out and say, hey, I disagree. I'd rather you come out and be aggressive, because then I know you're a man, than get offended and smile. <laughs> See, most of the time when women get offended, they'll show their offense. They'll show it. All right, they'll show it. I'm ticked. I'm upset. All right? But a neutered man, they'll be offended and they'll smile. <laughs> and they already plot to do something. But if you are not a new man, you're aggressive, you'll come and confront me. You come and confront me and say, hey, Pastor, uh, I got a question for you. And I'm going to, hey, I love that. Because you know what that tells me? The one that tells me you're a man. And number two is tell me you thinking. That's what God told Adam. Had Adam to name all the animals and all that. He said, Adam, my man, I want you to think. A neutered man doesn't think. They react out of emotion. That's why you step on my foot, I'm gonna pull out my gun and kill you. That's not a man. That's a neutered man. A real man thinks and they come with aggression. They will respond. So they showed that the oldest son, like him and his mama, they got on there. He was the love of her life and all that. And then all of a sudden, the cops kept saying, wait, there's something ain't right. So they backtracked and they found that her cell phone and she had cameras and stuff in the house. All that was in, in the lake, and so they went down in the lake and got it, did all that little research, and then they found a whole love. It was the oldest son that killed his mom. And he put this front on that he loved, but he got offended because his mama stopped laying the law, and so he was a neutered male. Neutered men are motivated <coughs> by their emotions. They don't think. Neutered males don't think. They are emotionally driven. God has a problem with that. 
And so when they did all their little research on it, they found out he did it. And then when the cops cornered her and stuff, uh, he finally admitted he said, yes, I did kill my mom. And they said, well, why did you kill your mom? Because she did all this stuff for him. She bought him a car. She bought him paid for his education. She did all this stuff and all this stuff and all this stuff. And you don't do stuff for men. Because what did God tell Adam the first day you after the fall? He said, word. You don't do stuff. Because when you do stuff and don't have them to work or to pay, you're cutting off their man. And then they found out that he did. He could, and so they interviewed him in prison. And the guy asked him, he said, why did you kill your mother? Your mama loved you. Why did you kill He said, I got upset because she said, that I couldn't do certain that I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. What? What happened? He was neutered. All men are beasts in their nature. Women realize that. All all men, we got a we got beasts. We are we are we are lambs and we are lions. But you don't want to neuterize your son. Units were castrated men that took care of their women. Another way a female castrate a man when you got those smart talking women that like to put a man in his place. Wow. Y'all ever seen? I know none, none, none of these women here like this. Y'all ever worried y'all face. Well, you ever seen those smart talking women? They all want, I would put a man in his place. I'm going to tear him. <laughs> My wife tried that one time. <laughs> Y'all heard the story. First time we met, and I was a single dad, had two boys. She going to come in my house and tell me how to raise my children. You know what I said there? I said, oh, really stone? Oh, I didn't know how to tell me that. You know what I told her? I said, get out. <laughs> So I know we went through the line, some of y'all went, that's so aggressive. You want an aggressive man to be in your household. Because you want your aggressive man to put the devil out. First time with that, they're going to tell me how to raise my kid from Louisville, Kentucky. And I told her, get out of my house. Oh, that's so toxic masculinity. <laughs> See, we got a soft man in the White House. And whenever you have a, a neutered, soft man, the devil can work. And by having a soft man, this soft man has allocated $113 billion to Ukraine. 
And see, since we've been propagandized by the news media, hey, I don't like this brother, this brother's evil, but this brother's master. Who? Putin's like, oh, hold up. Because according to NATO's agreement, they're not part of NATO. We don't want to have them. But what? There's a hidden agenda. Why? Because the president of Ukraine is Zelensky, and Zelensky is part of those fake Jews. And we know what their agenda is. So that soft man, Biden, gave him 113, not 113 million, 113 billion dollars. And Ukraine is near Russia. Now, let me help you with, that's just like if Russia got an agreement with Mexico and Canada and say, hey, we want to support you if you let us be, we come in agreement with them, you're not, we have a problem with that. Just like we did the missile crisis in the 60s. Mm-hmm. When Russia wanted to put missiles in Cuba, yes. Kennedy said, hold up. At that time, that brother was massive. Yes. He said, no, you're not going to. So now Russia is saying, hold up. No, United States, why are you backing up Ukraine? So Putin said, okay, y'all want to play these games? Now Putin has cut a covenant with China. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many men China has in their military? <laughs> 200 million foot soldiers. You know how many foot soldiers we got? Half our foot soldiers are gay. You know how many foot soldiers we got? About 1.5 million. So Putin said, okay, y'all want to play these little games? You little crappy games? Okay? So that's why Putin coming and coming with China. A feminine, soft man will always produce destruction. That's why you gotta look at we gotta look at the spiritual. Don't look at stuff politically, naturally. Look at the spiritual aspect of Lord. What, what is what is going on here? And the reason why the devil uh, get our men to be neutered because the devil likes to play to women's pain and anger. Unbeknownst to most females, they they they, they, they cause the males in their life to be become neutered because it's playing to their pain and their anger. The neutered man is more violent than the masculine man. God told Adam in the book of Genesis to think. Neutered men like to blame. 
Hey, boy, why you ain't got no job? Well, mom, it ain't hard. Why, 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 why you got no job? I ain't got no car, mom. <laughs> Neutered men like the blame. Adam blame Eve. The result, sin death. And if neutered men have offsprings, their offsprings will take that. Oh, this is a word Neuterization. Yeah, thank you. More neuter than daddy was. Because Adam blamed Eve, sin came in. Then they had Cain and Abel. Cain blamed Abel. Physical death came in. Because of a saw death. Sorry, women, you mamas ain't got no play in this thing. You're being used by the enemy. God's looking at his man. That's why he said, Adam, where art thou? Where are you, Adam? Non-neutered men spend time with God. Because masculine, masculinity like masculinity. Remember what Jesus said in the New Testament? He talked about two people who had great faith. First was a Syrophoenician woman. Remember who had, uh, she came to Jesus. Jesus called her a female dog. Because she said she wanted something for the master table. He said, you're a dog. You ain't worth it. She said, hey, I know I'm a dog, but can I just get some of the crumbs from the table? Jesus said, that woman got great faith. The first person he said had great faith was a Roman centurion. who was masculine. He said, I know this is a man of authority. I know this is a masculine brother. I know he's aggressive because I'm a man of authority. Whenever I run into males who got issues with me, they neutered me. Because a masculine man handles his business. Handles his finances. Take care of his wife, his children. He spent time with God. So whenever I run into a man and he got issues with me, how I come off with the word, he's neutered. <laughs> he's soft. And how you can tell he's soft? Because if he has a wife, he's at home. Blaming me for all his softness. And I don't even know the brother. <laughs> I don't sleep with him. <laughs> so, anybody hear any males that got problems with the pastor said or what he said or whatever? You got a new brother. Somebody snatches his gonads. He's powerless. He's not going to
So Adam blamed Eve, sin came, death, Cain blamed Abel. Jesus said, this man of authority, he said, you don't even have to come to my house. All you got to do is speak the word, and my servant will be healed. Because you are a man of authority. Non-neutered men walk in authority. They walk in authority over themselves, over their situation. Their circumstances, they walk in authority that God has empowered them with. And Jesus said, I ain't seen no faith like this even in the house of Israel. What is that? I ain't seen no faith like even among church folk. <laughs> God told Adam, because you listen to your wife. Now, God is saying, now he said, you listen to your wife. No. He said, you know you listen to your wife? Stay with her. Teach her. Dwell with her according to knowledge. Man up. Don't let her lead the family spiritually. You take over the authority. Stay, even though you listen to her, stay with her, God said. Because what happened to Eve? How did Eve neuter her husband? There was no feminist movement back then. There was no sisterhood back then. There was no Democratic Republican Party back then. There weren't even no other folks around. <laughs> because another sort of propaganda came that called her the neuter her husband. The biggest lie that we have received over the years from the world and we have brought into the church we have taught our children, we have taught our sons and our daughters, especially our sons, we have taught our sons that they are same as girls. You can do what a girl is. Or we taught our girls you can do what a male is. Nah, who told you that? But you have received that propaganda, taught that, so now when your sons start acting like their sister, you know, why are you acting that way? When you talk, you said I'm just like any other people. You did not give a distinction. God has given their distinction. There's a difference between a male and a female. Amen. There's a difference. But we have adopted the propaganda from the world that we said there is no difference. You can do what a boy can do. You can do it to the point now, if you want to be a boy, you can transgender. You got to have a problem with that. Amen. Well, so do we. Amen. 
Now, let's go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, and we'll wrap this up. Y'all get anything out of this? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you see the women, you don't want no neutered man. And I praise God, I thank God that God himself taught my wife how to be submissive. Because she made it, she said, well, hey, I've had many relationships before, and they all failed, 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 failed. So she became honest with God, what am I doing wrong? And God said, you don't understand submission. And he taught her, supernaturally, he taught her. Ain't that right, women? She would teach the women, and then she taught. She was so cheap. She, God taught her about, so she had a revelation of submission. Because the revelation that God gave her, she did not want to neuter her man. And this is how we do 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. How do you win him without neutering him? Not only this goes between a husband and wife relationship, this is also mother and son relationship. Amen. How do I win my son without neutering How do I help my son to become a man? Well, number one way, bring around men. Not no soft brothers. Uh, you know, not, 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 not those soft brothers who works on their ass. <laughs> Don't worry, though, not those soft brothers who got long hair. Not those brothers, not those soft brothers who look stay in the mirror more than you do. <laughs> That's a soft brother. Now, now I, I understand, you know, the minister uh, Diane always says, hey, why you don't, why you don't look in the mirror? Because it, it, it may make me soft. <laughs> Because Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, all that stuff is vanity, vanity, vanity. Wow. So you got the brothers always stand in the mirror more than you. <laughs> when, you when, when you stand there and you look at him doing all that, you, you look at that, that brother's neuter. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're not getting this. You're not even getting this. Because, you know, if, if a, a masculine brother, you know, say, hey, masculine brothers, you know, we can just get up, wash the paper, and brush the teeth, and move on out. All right? That's why I said, that's why God, that's why God said, you need to help me, you masculine man. You need somebody to help you. So that's why I had my wife, she would look at me and say, hey, you need, let me fix your tie. Because a masculine man gives his woman something to help him with. If you all in the men looking sharp, looking cool, and dressed at night, whatever, and what she need to help you with? Oh, y'all done, y'all done, see, y'all, 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 y'all got a spirit on this side. And you're not really, I, I, I'm, I'm being neutered. Because, why, you know, why do you see your sons, they do all that? Because they grow up and they watch 
Mama did it. Mama was all in the mirror looking at her lips and so now these brothers, they brother, they all in the mirror looking out there. Because real men, you watch me, you do what I do. This is what I do. You, we move out. We have pressure. That's, you got to take time and energy to do all this. Well, women can do all this. Hey, you're spending more than one minute in the mirror, brother. Somebody took your money. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I, oh, did I say that? We're going to have to edit that one. We got to put that on the radio. Oh, they not. I say go there. That's a medical term. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor, I want to look nice. I, 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 I want to look nice. I want to be attractive. Yeah, that's fine and dandy. All right? But uh, Saul looks nice, too. Kings up. Scripture said that he was head and shoulders of all men. He was a good looking fellow. But he was very disobedient. So being led by the Spirit, again, you want to look nice. But what you're going to do is the Holy Spirit says, get out the mirror. Are you going to be led by the Spirit? Are you going to be led by looking at it? And being led by looking at it, because you knew it. Because when the master of God tells you, get out the mirror. Yes, Lord. But now, I want, I, want, I, want, I want to look nice. And I'm looking nice, brothers. I saw. Because they're not going to be aggressive. When somebody tries to run up, run up on you, they're going to be the first one gone. <laughs> and the reason why they left, they'll be the first gone because they want to look nice. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. He said, verse 1, likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word. So now, so now here he's teaching us how to win him without neutering him. First of all, he's already neutered because he's not obeying the word. Okay? So God is saying, don't give up on the brother because you married that neuter brother. <laughs> yeah, you chose him. God did not come down in the middle of the night and say, hey, you see that neuter brother there? Marry him. You made that choice. But if you see God, God can help him become a man. How to win him without muting him. So he said, like, are you out being subjected to your own husband? That if any obey not the word, they also may, they also may without the word 
They don't, they have, they don't obey the word. And the ones who are without the word. What is it? There's no room for you to get out. Because you know what? You know what they told Mama them? I love him. He's for me. I believe the Lord has sent him to me. He's my soulmate. I love him. Okay, God said, all right. He was new to you, didn't know you was all caught up. So now, look at it. Those who obey not the word, they also obey without the word. Be one by the conversation of the wise. What's that mean? Let that man bark. What? He said, he doesn't obey the word without the word. Still let him bark. Because if you stop him from barking, you knew it. Males are aggressive. 
We need to release energy, aggression. That's why we like sport. That's why we like football. Because we're aggressive. But look how that spirit of feminism got in there. In football, now we are celebrating breast cancer awareness. What what what's your breast got to do with my playing football? <laughs> what that got what about your breasts <laughs> gotta do with me running down the field with the ball? <laughs> it's the enemy way to neuter men. And that's why now we see football players who that aggression is being contained, and that's why they beating up their women. Because you knew the right. I knew the man was was physically abused his woman. Real men won't. Because real man knows, hey, I'm here to protect. I never ran across my mind with the stuff. She was, I'm here to protect her. And anybody try to run up on her? My children said, you better back up. <laughs> I told her brother that. Her brother wanted to touch her. I said, Miss, hold up, hold up, play, hold up, play. <laughs> so I hugged her. You better back up. I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a little aggressive. No, nah. Yeah, it is. You're right. Because Stella was my wife. God gave her to me for me to nourish, protect, to take up. And even I took, that's dealing with Thursday night. I don't care, family, man, whatever. It's not going to override the will of God. Because the word of God said to leave and cleave. And sooner that happens, the word reverberates throughout the whole family. Stella's husband is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all heard that. Come on now. Yeah. Stella's husband is a problem. <laughs> because the family weren't used to masculinity. And I took care of that girl from the day we said I do to the day she left this earth. If I was a neuter brother, I would have took off. And I thought, I'm not mentioning any names, but we've seen some neuter brothers in this family. And they're not a dog. Conversation. What's the chase conversation? 
keeping your mouth shut. God told my wife about the submission, and she God gave her this thing that she put her fingers together in the women's ministry. When she felt like they were talking, she would put that finger up like chase conversation. Oh, I wish she was here. I wish she was here. She could preach it. She got God. It was amazing. I just I watched how God taught her that. I, I, I didn't have to say that God Himself taught her that. And coupled with fear, who's adorning, letting not be the outward adorning, plaiting the hair, and of wearing the gold, or of putting it on the pearl. See, this way you women, y'all miss it. Y'all think if I, I got big breasts and big butts and cute hair, whatever, I would keep my man. Hef, men ain't looking for that. They get that from a hoe. We don't, you, we, men, let me tell you, let me tell you, men. In the natural fact, a man, a male, can sleep with a hoe and get up and have no feelings whatsoever. So if you think you're a physical person, so I keep it that, you know what that man is looking for? For your submission. Yeah. To a respected as a man. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how cute you are. Come on. We're not, look at the world. Uh, Holly Berry. That girl is fine. Lord Jesus, what she been through? How many husbands? So it can't be the looks. Right. <laughs> Somebody ministered to that sister. Because we just go to look, you say, How can you leave Holly back? How can you leave Janet Jackson? And then physically abuse these females? How do you do that? How do you abuse little Holly Berry? Probably putting these men in their place. And these are feminine men are like, pow! Because if you're masculine, if you come off of me as a man, I'm going to hit you like a man. Right. See, y'all know what? Y'all, we want realness, right? Yeah. yeah. So, women, again, if you, if you come off to your man like a man, you know, he's going he's gonna to try to restrain himself, but you keep pushing it. Because if I come off the grave all up in his face, he's going to be like, what's up? Granted, he's going to be like, hey, buddy, buddy, back up, what's going on? <laughs> and I keep coming up, am I right or wrong? If I keep coming up, then I keep coming up, then he's going to like, pow, back, I told you back up, man. <laughs> so why do women think there's a difference? Let's read on. This is how you win him without losing him. But let it be that hidden man of the heart, that's your spirit, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of meek, <laughs> meek and Which is in the sight of God a great price. Come on. For after this man in old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God. I tell you, Stella got a revelation. I, I, I was going through something, and Stella didn't get all in my face, but she was 
meet me for us, she talked to God about me. She didn't get all up in my face and threaten me and all. Because if she would have done that, she would have neutered me. So the reason why your man is soft is because of you. You made him soft. You made your son soft. So he was all up in their face. Tell them what they need to do. Instead of having a meek, quiet spirit, and get with God. Say, Lord, step up and get with God. Say, Lord, talk to my husband. Well, after this matter, in old time, the holy women also who trusted in God. So you got to trust God. You can't just only have faith. You got to have faith and trust. Adorn themselves. Being how did they adorn? They put an attire on. What attire did they put on themselves? Being in subjection unto their own husbands. So the most powerful thing a woman can do is allow your man to talk. Talking. Talking is not an issue with male. I know the world talks to you. Pastor, my husband won't talk to me. But in that song, his mama called and he talked to her. His brother called and talked to him. Sister called and talked to him. His buddies come over, they all talk. Talking is not an issue. He don't want to talk to you. Why? Because in talking to you, this is what the problem is, comes in. When he talks to you, you try to out-talk him. And out talking him, you are disrespecting, you have neutered him. That's why he don't want to talk to you. Are y'all? <laughs> you get a hold of this, and your relationship will be blessed of God. So when your husband wants to talk to you, don't out talk him. Let him talk. When you try to talk him, see, I told you, if you would just listen to me, all this, what are you going to do? You're cutting his gonads off. <laughs> and now he's a little whipping puppy. So the most powerful thing a woman can do is allow your man to talk without any interruptions. Because when you out-talk him, you disrespect him. You know what the scripture says? You know what the scripture has to say about that when a woman does that? That's not being chased. You just read chase. You know what the scripture says in the Proverbs it says that when a woman tries to out-talk a man, won't let him talk, and just see catch face him. Scripture says it's like pearls on a pig. Is <laughs> <laughs> a woman who is not chaste. So I don't care how much beautiful those pearls are. Or you put them on that nasty, sloppy pig. 
it still doesn't make that period look any cute when a woman who's not chased. And the reason I hear an example when it came to Stella and my, my brother-in-law, and that, I, I love my brother-in-law. I love him. Yeah. I love him. That's, that's my dude. That's, I love him, you know, and everything. But I'm just using the illustration of our faith walk. I love, I love all my brothers. And the ones who are in this ministry, through the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost, they're going to be men of, men of the king. They're going to be aggressive in the things of God. Not, not aggressive in their flesh, but aggressive in the things of the kingdom of, kingdom of God. But we cannot allow the spirit of the enemy to neuter our men. So you women of this ministry, you should be interceding and praying for all the males that are in this ministry that the, the spirit of neuter is out of our lives. No person, no thing, no one, nothing can neuter us. That's how y'all should be interceding. That is the that's the chaste woman. Not trying to, not, not, not being smart talking women, but God talking women. Talk to God. Talk to God about us. Seriously, I give you my faith. Talk to God about us. Talk to God about, God, take care of my, keep my pastor humble. Keep them, give them revelation, wisdom. Keep them uh, honest before. Keep up my male minister Sturgeon, uh, Minister Hallway, uh, Elder Harris, Brother Sutton. Keep, keep, keep all my, keep our men protected. Don't be smart talking for the devil, but be smart talking to God. Amen. Keep my brothers together, Lord. Empower them, protect them. And that will stop the enemy to come in and try to neuter us. Y'all get anything out of this? Yeah. yeah.